Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. James, I have a bone to pick with you. Oh, me specifically? No, not really. Just life in general. Why don't you tell it to our guest, Chris Hemsworth? <laughs> Do you have Chris Hemsworth on your list of suggestibles? No. Oh, that is so weird. He's <laughs> the first one on my list. Why? Just in general? Why? Take a look at Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> Take a look at his Instagram. Correct. Well, I've been thinking about things to cheer you up and by God. Mine are very cheery this week. Are they? How come you said Chris Hemsworth straight up? He's, a, he's my go-to celebrity. Did I think you? I've used it on the Weekly Planet, my more successful podcast. To be oh, like, I'm with Chris Hemsworth and Nick Mason is like, why would you do that? <laughs> Oh, Mason's just as handsome as Chris. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, he's not. What a ridiculous thing to anyway, say. Anyway, um, hello. We, this is Suggestible Podcast, the podcast where we recommend you things to watch right. and listen to. You. I am Claire. I'm here with my husband, Ball and Chain. That's right. James Clement. And I'm here to lure you in with promises of Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> well, it's just so funny. Literally, the first thing I have on my list here is Chris Hemsworth Twitter video pump up. Okay, what do you got? All right, so my sister sent me this. She's been sending me a lot of recommendations recently. Thanks, old sis. She's like the only other person I'm seeing at the moment. She's also younger than you, so, you know. Yeah, she's more, she also has no kids, so she's got time. That's right. Anyway, Chris Hemsworth just gives you a pump up. It's a video on Twitter where he just talks to you, you specifically. Me? Out there, it anyone. Says James, I love your less successful <laughs> podcast, Suggestible. I love your muscles. What do you do to keep so schvelt? Don't patronise me, Claire. <laughs> anyway, it's literally, it's just him talking into a camera and just pumping you up and telling me you're literally doing brilliantly, every, you're crushing everything at life, you're a legend. Yes. And it, ordinarily I would be like, well, this seems ridiculous, but... I'll bloody take anything to cheer me up at the moment in this lockdown because we're currently living under a lockdown in Melbourne. You know we are. We bloody are. And anyway, and it's Chris Hemsworth and I've just forgotten what liquid gold of a human being is. Oh, yeah, he's very charming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. he's so bloody charming. Yeah. My favourite of the Hemsworth brothers. He also lives really? in Byron Bay, which is like living the dream. That's right. Well, that's what we're going to do one yeah. day. Yeah, and you also showed me a video of him just recently as well, didn't you, on – Something he was doing something funny. He said something funny, and you showed it to me, and it was very funny. Yeah, maybe. Oh gosh, I that's a not a good recommendation. Probably, yeah, but I did, and, and I agree. <laughs> that was really good. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so if you want a little bit of a pump up, I go watch that. He's got that because he does that centre health app thing as well. It's all about the celebrities, but they help you get fit like Chris Hemsworth or whatever. <laughs> you, you can speak to Chris Hemsworth's dietitian or whatever. <laughs> well, let's do that. We have got his, his personal got his, trainer's cookbook. Well, his personal trainer started off as a mate and his mate went, I'm going to get fit and then train Chris Hemsworth. That's essentially what happened. <laughs> That's living the dream though, right? That's Luke a little bit like Zock. entourage. Luke Zock, yeah, yeah, you bought his recipe book. Charlie Clawson got me onto it. He was like, you should check out this guy's Instagram. He does like fun recipes. He'll do like an zucchini egg, uh, oh, zucchini yeah. Yeah. Eggplant, palm He'll basically whatever. replace vegetables in delicious food. No, he does some food. good stuff there. He'll do some he'll do some. How many stuff. of those recipes have you cooked? You've had that book cooked No, no, I'm talking about on his Instagram. Half. I'm checking out on his Instagram. Oh, mate. you're instagram Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. Okay, mm. so someone else recommend. Actually, some of his recipes are quite good. 
Some of them look better in the picture and when mm. you eat them, you're like, oh, that's right. It's Having a whole zucchini vegetables. instead of pasta is is, is not, not as good. They're like, what good. about zoodles? It's like z- zucchini. No, it's shut just up. It's not as good. I, I served z- zoodles to our son this week. He was very unimpressed. He's not having it, mate. He was. Re- I said, they're zoodles. It's just like pasta. And he looked at me and I said, you're right, mate. It's not pasta. But eat it. <laughs> but eat it anyway. It's good for you. Yeah. Oh, gosh. All right. What's yours? Well, oh, my- I didn't tell you my bone. Oh, what's your bone? My bone is just that I'm currently wearing glasses with only one handle. Oh, because you, you're talking to me like I did it. You're like, I've got a bone to pick like with you. Like someone sat on them and broke You them. sat on them. I was there. No. Yes. No. Someone else. You, you were wrestling. No. This is what happened. And someone I remember. No, 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 no. <laughs> No, 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 I can't no. get to my optometrist. They're bloody shut. I don't know what to do. So now I'm watching TV on an angle with like the glasses like tilted I don't diagonally. Want to tell you. you literally sat on them. They were sitting next to me on the bed. I remember when I got on because I was like, I'll be, I'm not going to crush these. And then you sat on them. <laughs> All right. Well, fine. However, they were broken. Most likely by you. But anyway, however, they were broken. I saw you do it. All I'm saying is I'm slowly going mad and now I tried to wear contacts instead of my glasses and then I got the contact lens stuck under my lid and I have to say you redeemed yourself for sitting on my glasses because uh, you got me. the contact no, lens out of my I eyeball. did two great things. I didn't <laughs> break your glasses and I rescued you from a contact you that did. was stuck up inside your eye. Yeah, and so now I can't wear my contacts anymore because I'm too scared that I'll get stuck up there and then there'll be no one to help because of coronavirus. There's a solution to this also. <laughs> Just have 2020 vision like me and all of these problems disappear. I can't sit on my own eyes. (laughs) (laughs) What the hell is that? That doesn't even make sense. We are slowly going mad. Anyway, I would recommend having glasses with two handles, not okay. just one. Well, I recommend. Are you ready for me to recommend my thing? Shoot away. I recommend Fast and Furious Crossroads, the video game. No, that's just because <laughs> me and Mason were talking about it. Uh, it's a 40-minute documentary on Netflix called The Speed Cubers, which you might have heard about. So it's about it follows two people, right? One is this guy called Felix. He's like the Rubik's Cube solving guy. And there's a number of things you can – like there's an, you know, everything's got like a subculture. There's this huge international speed cubing community, which people that have holds like tournaments and exhibitions, and they filled out one of the Melbourne Exhibition Centre like stadiums oh, to, to do this thing, this right? Is, it's, it's it's like another one of those My Little Pony kind of things. Yeah, but it's it's literally people like it's just nice. Kind, I guess some of them slightly nerdy people like solving Rubik's Cubes or being enthralled by people solving Rubik's That's Cubes, cool. right? It is cool. Yeah. It's really great. And so this guy, Felix, is Australian. He's from Melbourne. He's just he's probably in his, like, when the, by the time they film this, in his late teens, early 20s. And he's just, like, a nice guy. He's, like, friendly. He's really in, encouraging, right, this guy. But all of a sudden, he, and also he holds the record for the most – for the for, for the for the for the crown jewel of speed cubing, which is uh, which is the the solving the three by three Rubik's cube, you know the standard one. But there's other ones where you can do like twenty, and some you solve with your feet, and some you do blindfolded. Do you know what I mean? They have all these different kind of things. But that's like the thing. And he got his in about six point five seconds or whatever, like solved a cube. Yeah, which is incredible. You watch them do it, and it's amazing, right? Oh it's, yeah, it's, I can't do it. Yeah. If you gave me. Nah. In, in, like endless time. Once you know like the formula, you can. It's pretty easy to puzzle out once you know. But yeah, so but then it becomes down to speed, and and like you pick it up off the mat. The timer starts. You throw it back down. The timer stops. That's how it works. Anyway, when he when he's kind of at the peak of his game, 
a rival appears by the name of Max, who's this kid from from the US, and he's maybe twelve when he starts doing it. He's he's like severely autistic, and it's about not just about him kind of solving Rubik's cube. It is it is, but it's about that's his road in that his parents see to for him to kind of become more involved as a member of society because growing up he was very withdrawn. He like the parents knew something was wrong, but they couldn't quite you know, figure out what's going, what was going on even from birth. And he was diagnosed and all of a sudden all their dreams about their son and all the things that they'd want to see him do, they go out the window and, you know, and you've got to re- readjust your expectations. So he ends up being in his kind of mid to late teens in the documentary, but he's kind of got the, the probably the mind of a seven-year-old in terms of like emotional capacity. So, that, but what ends up happening is he starts beating this other kid's Felix's, um, that's slowly winning all of these tournaments and taking all these prizes. But he looks up to Felix as like this mentor figure. And then, and so Felix kind of takes him under this, under his wing and they become kind of like, they're they're not, I mean, they're rivals essentially, but they're friends. That's what it comes down to. And he's, it's like one of those things that you see, uh, you know, when, when you've seen this at school, I'd imagine, because we have like prep buddies and grade six buddies, which is what you do at school where an older kid mentors a younger kid. And they do the similar thing in high school or whatever, but that's what, that's what it sort of becomes. And so whenever he, you know, he, he he looks to this guy for example. For example, so one time when they're standing up on the podium, he looks next to him and he sees that the, how the other kid, the other kids are standing when they win, and so he adjusts himself. And that was a huge moment for the parents because that's something that apparently I'm way out of. I, I, used, I used to know more about autism and things like that when I was a teacher, but that's one of the things that you look for them to do, where they look to other kids to, for for example, do you know what I mean? So they're looking outside of their shell, and that was a huge moment. Do you know what I mean? And things like this. So it's. And it's and it's also taught him like fine motor skills because he wasn't really it, that was another thing that kind of suffered because of his condition. And again, now all of a sudden he's got this incredible dexterity. So it, it's it's about competition, like it is, but it's more about watching these two the, the friendship blossom, and especially this kid Max, who you see him like he would have tantrums when he'd lose and then adjust to be like, it's okay. You know, there'll be, an, there's always next year. And I did my best and all these kinds of things. It's amazing. Like it's like 40 oh, minutes, but it's that. so heartwarming. Like you will love it. Like you really love it. It's incredible. Oh, I, wow. I just, I, and it's, it's like the perfect length also. You know what I mean? Like watching it, I'm like, I could watch another hour of this. Like easy. Yeah. But it's, it's, and that's a great yeah. way to actually finish a documentary. Yeah. I think when you feel mm. like you could keep watching it rather than it dragging. Yeah. I loved it though. I really loved it. And I highly recommend it. if you're looking for something uplifting. Yeah. And it's also really emotional because especially with, even with Felix, like he ends up going to the, the, the last tournament that you see in the, in the, in the dock, it's held in Melbourne and he's from Melbourne. So his family there and everything. And that's a, and that's a his family and friends. And that's a whole other thing. And Max flies in and you know what I mean? And they're hanging out together and, and Max suddenly becomes like, he's like six foot two. He's like enormous. <laughs> and it's just, it's fun. It's, and it's really fun. And yeah, it's, it's, and I also, I love, like subcultures of things, especially if it's got like a really healthy community, which this, I'm not sure there are elements of it that aren't, no doubt, but just seeing these two guys be such like, put such a positive face on this thing. Because I don't know if you've seen like the King of Kong about the Donkey Kong tournament. There's like a villain in that. There's like the guy, he's like the evil Donkey Kong player. And it's, there's none of that. It's not, it doesn't operate. And I love that movie. Don't get me wrong. I think that movie's great, but this is, this is all, this is more uplifting, especially if you've got young kids or, you, you know, you've, you know somebody with, you know, autism, then this is, yeah, this is a yeah. really interesting insight into the world. Oh, yeah. I just, I'm to- so with you about subcultures mm. and about hobbies, yeah. which, I mean, I know subcultures become more than just a hobby. Mm. I don't want to diminish that. But I think 
that's what human beings are designed to have passion totally, yeah. and things that we love. And that's what life's about, yeah. really, isn't it? About finding something that you love so much and then connecting with other people that also love that yep. thing so much. And that's what the internet, I think, has totally. given us. That you might be the only person in your community who loves doing Rubik's Cube, but there'll yeah. be hundreds, thousands of people across the world when you connect. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I love that. And, and yeah. It's strange because, like, I guess it's kind of like what, what we do. Like nobody knows who the fuck we are, like in our lives. Do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> no, nobody cares. No cares. None of our friends care. <laughs> but then every now and then we'll do a live event and like, you know, throughout a people show, I'll be like, oh, yeah, that's right. People, people watch this. <laughs> and sometimes. our friends get really amused. Yeah, they're like, what is going on yeah, here? Yeah, they really yeah. understand. Um, but yeah. the, just the idea that, yeah, and it's, it's, it's the positivity that I really took away from. And it was kind of also heartbreak. The parents were so wonderful as well, the way that they – because because when you when you've you've got a kid with a with a disability or anything they don't meet an expectation not I guess neurotypical yeah, yeah exactly so yeah that's the way to put it I'm not always up to, up on my phrases and I apologize like I try to keep ahead but no you're doing yeah. a great job yeah but uh but then you it, it's like you almost have to mourn the death of the person that you know you thought they would be you know what I mean or yeah, your expectations you have to for reframe them but the way that they adjust is really wonderful and they're so proud of him and whatever and they've just got this mm. and the way that he's like his mum he didn't respond to his mum at all initially when he was young and then slowly they formed this bond and it's just incredible like it's amazing hello everyone Claire stepped out of the room because she's not in the room when I recorded this ad for ExpressVPN I hope that's okay I hope I don't lose anybody here but it's important that you know that ExpressVPN lets you access your internet from different countries it's also important that you know that Netflix has different shows and movies available depending on where you are with ExpressVPN you can actually unlock thousands of new shows and movies from streaming libraries around the globe. There are hundreds of VPNs out there. Too many. But ExpressVPN is ridiculously fast. You can stream everything in high quality with zero buffering. It's also available on every device. Phones, laptops, tablets, even your television. And it works with all of your streaming services. Netflix, Amazon Prime, BBC iPlayer, YouTube, and many more. You can choose from almost 100 different countries. And it's so simple to use. Just fire up the ExpressVPN app Change your location, hit connect, then refresh the page, and the show or movie you want will magically appear like magic. Now, I know some people of the show are fans of Last Week Tonight, but if you're not in the US of A, did you know it's actually available on YouTube? But only in the US of A. So you can use ExpressVPN to watch clips from the show Last Week Tonight, when it's normally in the US of A, but it's you can pretend that you are using ExpressVPN. And if you want, you can use the link expressvpn.com slash suggestible to get an extra th- Three months of ExpressVPN for free. That's expressvpn.com slash suggestible. Let's continue the show. I hope it goes well. We already recorded it. It's an absolute bloody cracker of a show, mate. Let me tell you. It's fine. Oh, it's so yeah. amazing. And and often for um, people with autism, it can be through a, a passion yes. like that, that people can connect with them and they can connect with other people. Mm. Because they do, um, and look, it's a spectrum and there's so many different ways of of being with that disorder. Of course. And I've talked about this before, like a lot of the time you won't even know. Like you've taught, I've taught kids that like you wouldn't know or even undiagnosed kids, you know what I mean? Exactly. um, Yeah. And you know what this reminds me of? And I have it on my list. Love on the Spectrum is a show that I've talked about previously, but it's now on Netflix. So it was an Australian show that was on the ABC Mm. a while ago and I talked about it on a previous episode. 
and it is it's about people with autism falling in love or trying to find love I should say mm. more than falling in love trying to find love and going on dates yeah and it's just so sweet and gorgeous and interesting because really it's a look at their their families and their relationship with their families and and also like that universal idea that just because you might not be neurotypical, it doesn't mean that you're not looking for love. Yeah, and you're not deserving yeah, of that. Yeah, exactly. Also, and yeah. also their perspective on, on the world and on love is so fascinating yeah. too. And you see from couples who are both on the spectrum and have found each other, there's just some really gorgeous and hilarious moments. It's so touching um, and quite uplifting. My friend Joe was like, he was talking about the other day and he goes, Claire would love it. And I'm like, oh, she's like, she's all right. Oh, she's all over it. Yeah, yeah. I was surely. Yeah. yeah, I just, I loved it. Mm. And it reminded me of kids that I've taught and families that yeah. I've met. And, I, yeah, it's I hate, and I've talked about this on my more successful podcast, the way that they use like autism and things like that as like superpowers in or like an excuse for somebody to be rude in a in a show where they're like, he's the doctor, but he's but he's rude. He doesn't understand social cues, but he's the best. But he's almost like a superpower, and he's got like you know, there's like yeah, Sherlock he's like Rain Man with it all the It really fucking annoys yeah. me because like it's not a superpower. Do you know what I mean? Like it's not. It just it really annoys, and it's not like just people like slapping their heads and screaming, which a lot of the time you see in, in shows and movies. Yeah, and, it just really pisses me off. And just to see something like this and and love on the spectrum, oh, it's, it's, so it's really nice. I think the other thing that's really interesting about love on the spectrum is that it looks at women with autism. Yes, and how because that's not a, as common, isn't that? Well, that's right. this is what's or, or, interesting. Oh, yeah, sorry, that, that's right. You mentioned this. Yeah, yeah, so in love on the spectrum, they talk about this that you know the majority of time men more you know boys have been diagnosed with autism than girls um, yes. by quite a lot a big margin but what they're starting to discover now is that it's possibly because girls behaviors tend to go under the radar and and present differently so their autism will present yes. differently to boys and often they're they able, can hide it isn't yeah, that yeah they right? can yeah. hide it better or they're able able to kind of socially correct in ways that boys not and this is just such a general sweeping yeah, generalization. Course, yeah. Everyone's different, but yeah. So often their their um, diagnosis has kind of been hidden, which then actually can hinder women who who do have autism because you don't actually then have an understanding of why you are the way you do, are. So do often do they not know that that's that they are autistic? It's just like the way that they operate. Yeah, well, yeah. it's just been it's just been underdiagnosed in girls. Yeah. They think, but I mean, like, um, and if, it presents it, differently. But people who have it, who are girls, don't know that they've got it. Is that what I'm talking about? Possibly, yeah, mm. it can be that way. Yeah, it depends depending on their diagnosis and, yeah. and the journey that they've gone through. Uh, but I, I guess, and look, this is also very different for everyone. But having an understanding of why things are more difficult for you and having mm. um, a label. Sometimes people sort of um, talk about a label being limiting, but in some ways it's also freeing because it makes you understand more about yourself and understand more about your world and then connect in with other people who also see the world in a similar way to you. Yes. And so it can be quite empowering to understand why things are harder for you than others. Mm. Uh, when I was at uni, we had a really amazing lecture. Is this just like you were talking Graves. about? I think you've told me about this. Yeah, I was about to ask you, but yeah, so go on. Yeah, yeah. so he's an educational psychologist and he um, worked with a lot of adults who were diagnosed with autism later in life. And he said particularly what was interesting where they were often really highly functioning members of society. Like, for instance, he um, spoke to a judge who came to him in her 40s 
and said, look, I, I want to talk to you about um, what I think is going on for me and I'm I'm trying to understand myself. And she brought out this book and yeah. she had written, to become a judge you have to be so accomplished but social cues were so difficult for her that she had literally written down every person that she knew in her life, whether it was the doorman or um, a colleague or a friend or a parent or, a, you know, anyone in her life, including in the courtroom. Mm. And she'd written next to them the facial expression she needed to make, how um, her body and mannerisms should be, depending on how familiar she was with that person. You know, like if it yeah. was a colleague, you have to say, hi, Jim, how are the kids? And wave and smile. But if it is the coffee shop owner, you don't need to ask them personal questions because you don't know them. So you can just right, smile yeah. and nod. So it's almost you know? so she was so intelligent. Yeah, she that was, she was able to like map things yeah. that you just take for granted Correct. that you can just do. Yeah, and so she was you know operating I mean? yeah. her entire life with like a second curriculum. And we talk about that with kids who have autism or or other um, learning difficulties or disabilities that they've got a second curriculum going on in the background all the time. Even just kids who are coming from difficult home lives or if they've experienced grief. So they might be trying to learn in the classroom, but the whole time they've also got this other thing running underneath them that they're coping with. And look, it doesn't just have to, yeah, it's, it's all kinds of things. And I think sometimes that rings true for a lot of people Maybe you've been diagnosed with an illness and you're mm. continuing to go on with your day. And I think that's why I talked to you a bit about, you know, we just don't know why people act the way they do well, when that's we right. see them yeah. because of maybe what's happening for them. Anyway, but that, isn't that incredible to think that she became a judge but the level of intellect she had to have and the, and the, how hard she was working to maintain her the social cues and, you know, and a structure within society yeah. – while also being a really highly accomplished person at her in her mm. field, I just it blows my mind. And I and I think especially now in the time we're living in, in COVID, more broadly, I just think pe- so. People have all got stories and are going through things that we can't even comprehend mm. or understand. And so, God, we just have to be a little bit kind. Yeah, and, don't we? Anyway, <laughs> that was a long tangent. No, no, I think that's good. Yeah, um, I, that's fascinating me as well that. Yeah, don't you? Don't yeah. you think? And I because it's one of those things. Yeah. Like, I know you think about it when you meet someone. You're like, oh, I'm being weird. Oh, I'm standing too close. Oh, you know what I mean? Oh, I should have said that. You know what I mean? But, yeah, yeah. And yeah, but then having that's a whole other. Yeah, to have level. that as a yeah, yeah. Because I still feel like I'm constantly like adjusting and learning when I meet people and be like, oh, that's not a cool thing to say, or you know, back up a bit, or <laughs> yeah. oh no, fuck that guy. Whatever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's. Yeah, yeah, it's this balance that you're constantly working on. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even how to hold. I remember being a kid and trying to figure out how to hold my arms. I got really long, <laughs> yeah, right. arms, and I never knew how to hold them. Yeah. So I'd have really long, like sleeves, and I'd pull my sleeves over my hands. Yeah. Because then at least I felt like I was doing something yeah. with my arms. And our son does that. So <laughs> that's why sometimes he's got the long sleeves. Yeah, he does. I know, and that's I think part of parenthood yeah. too. That as you become a parent. The things in your life that you struggled with can present themselves yeah. in your kids. I recognize things that like traits that I have in our, well, our other kids are baby, but you know, but yeah, yeah I definitely said like, he's not me, obviously, but there are things that I really? recognize. Yeah. <laughs> but those things I recognize, I'm like, I know this, like, and I see what's going on here. Or yeah. I think I do at least maybe I'd. Yeah. I, I know it, it is. Now. It's really fascinating. Yeah. This whole concept. Mm. Anyway, I would highly recommend Love on the Spectrum and mm. was it Speed Cubing? Uh, the Speed Cube. What is it? It's. 
The Speed Cubers. The Speed Cubers. Yeah. And that's on Netflix too? That's on Netflix, yeah. Fantastic. Again, 40 minutes. Oh, Bloody banger. Fantastic. Yeah. Any quick stuff. I'm all over that. What are you about? All right. So I've just got a few other small bits of things. So can I recommend it in yeah. a little a bouquet of okay, recommendations? Yeah, yeah. All right. One is a song. It's called Pasta. It's by Angie McMahon, who is an Australian singer-songwriter and musician from Melbourne, Victoria. And McMahon released her debut studio album, Salt, in 2019. It's alternative indie. It sounds a little similar to Courtney Barnett, who I've spoken about oh, yep, before, yep. who I love. If you haven't checked her out, you really should. A little bit like Thelma Plum, who sang that song Homecoming Queen. I do not know that okay. song. I might not if I heard uh, it. Your homecoming queen. No, Maybe. no, no. I really summed that up. Anyway, she's brilliant. Um, and The Preachers. So that's another oh, yeah, yeah, um, band yeah. that I love. Yep. So anyway, but this particular song, Pastor, it just sums up my feelings during lockdown so perfectly. Positive stuff? It's not even really that it's positive. It's more just that it kind of sums up that mood. And I think it's maybe more a mood when you're in your 20s and you don't have kids around where you're just kind of like stuck at home and you're eating pasta and you're watching too much TV or you're spending too much time on your phone and you're bored and you're restless and you're staring out the window and you're a little bit like all over the shop. Oh, I'd love to be bored. Anyway, oh yeah, God, I know, right? However, it so it kind of takes me back into that feeling of being in my mm. 20s, but it also kind of just touches on that feeling of being just constantly at home. Yeah, yeah. And the mundane kind of stuff about it. But also she's just a brilliant musician mm. and her music is great to listen to. So um, I think it's Melbourne, a mood. Oh, my God. Pasta I would love by that. Angie McMahon. Maybe Collins can play a tiny bit of it at the end of this episode. So that's one thing in my bouquet of recommendations. Another thing is period- How many flowers to this bouquet, Claire, if you don't mind me asking? Only a couple. Oh, I'm just, just checking. It's not really a bouquet then, is it? It's like no. three flowers. <laughs> All right, fine. Let me just recommend some All things. Right. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So, um... Uh, Lucy Peach, who I've talked about before, who's a beautiful musician from Perth, um, who I spoke to on my podcast, Just Make the Thing. She does some hilarious comedy stand-up about periods. Oh, gosh. Here oh, I go here again. she goes again. Yeah. <laughs> um, but she's also written a book recently and also has a companion podcast to go with it. It's called Period Queen. And it's just, it's a lovely read, especially if you've got someone in your life um, who's maybe getting their period or having their period for the first time or is a teenager, I think it's a beautiful gift to give them to think about women's bodies in a way that's empowering and uplifting and also really nurturing. I think that's what I love about Lucy Peach's writing and her music because she's also written songs as well that co- that are accompanying the book and the podcast. Mm. And they all kind of go through the different phases of a woman's cycle. And this, I always, they actually help me, the songs too, I think, particularly when I'm hormonal in different stages, her songs really reflect how I feel. So... I, I just think it's great. It's all on Spotify, so you can go and check out her podcast 
and also her music, Period Queen, and then her book as well is available wherever you get good books or I just got mine on my Kindle. Um, Bookstores. Yeah, bookstores. But there's just lots of lovely nurturing ideas to do for yourself wherever Mm. you are in your cycle. And I love her. I think she's really inspiring. I also follow her on Instagram. She's gorgeous. So Period Queen by Lucy Peach. Um, Another gem in my bouquet. That's not how bouquets work. (laughs) All right. Um, one last one uh, is the high-low, which probably should not be in a bouquet and should be in a whole section of itself. But I adore this podcast. I've really only just gotten into it during lockdown. People have recommended it to me forever and I kind of jumped in and out and, and hadn't really found the right episode. Um, it's a weekly conversation between writers Dolly Alderton and Pandora Sykes. It covers highbrow and lowbrow culture. Their book recommendations and their little snippets of writing and their interviews are just brilliant. They're both really fantastic journalists and writers um, and highly intelligent, but also just really across everything that I love anyway in terms of pop culture and the highbrow and the lowbrow of stuff that we're reading at the moment. But they're also just lovely friends. And so it's really nice to hear a friendship like that yeah. on a podcast and their voices are nice and British and soothing uh, and there's loads of episodes, so I would highly recommend that. Okay, that's my little bouquet. Wonderful. Of three gems. Of three <laughs> little roses. Yeah, I've got others, but I feel like I'm talking too much. No, no, that's fine. I, what, what time have we got? We, we got we're, we're all right. Okay, okay so my other little gem is, um, or rose in my bouquet, yes. is How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World on Netflix. Oh, my goodness, yeah. That's a great kids movie. It's just a great kids movie, but it's also a really beautiful looking movie. It's the third one in the How to Train Your Dragon sort of trilogy. My son loves it, but I loved it too. It's a great movie. They're a great series of films. Yeah, it's just really great to find a film that you also enjoy as well as your kids, you know? You know? I know. You know, do you know? Yeah, and so they're my little bouquet of gems. Dirty John, (laughs) Betty Broderick. Here we go. The show on Netflix. Do you want to get into this? Are you going to bring it up? I wasn't going to bring it up, but I've watched it. I was going to bring it up next week. I don't really want to get into it. All I'll say is it was very gripping. It's the second series of Dirty John, and I really enjoyed the first series. However, and Amanda Peet plays the main character, Betty. Amazing. She's brilliant, isn't it? It's just a brilliant. She was in the movie Evil Woman with Jason Biggs and Steve Zahn and Jack Black, I think. There you go. And Christian Slater plays her husband, Dan, or ex husband. Look, it's really gripping. It just gave me a bit of nightmares, and I feel like it wasn't the best thing to Pretty watch. Pretty harrowing, man. Yeah, it's do you want to? Really well, because you've harrowing. literally just finished. Do you want to talk about it next week? Maybe. Do you want to give it a bit of time? And yeah, come let's back talk to it? about it next yeah, week. Yeah. I mean, if you want something really gripping, go for it. I didn't realize it was coming out. I just saw it on Netflix. I went, huh? And yeah. then I started watching. I'm like, oh my god. I know. I couldn't stop. I couldn't stop. Yeah. But I had nightmares. I had to come out at like 10:30 last night and get you to give me a hug. Oh, is that why you came out? Yeah. You're like another hug, and I'm like, we never hug. What's going on here? <laughs> It was just one of those ones where I wished that I hadn't watched it, but I couldn't look away. Ah, oh, no, it's like that other. Have we already talked about Gone in the Dark? Yes, I'll be Gone in the Dark. Yeah, but you hadn't started it. But no, but you talked it. about yeah. it. Yeah, it was the same. It left me, and I maybe because, and I think because of isolation that we're doing at the moment, mm. my mental state. I'm really protective of it. That's why I'm, I'm all about locking the doors all the time and then when I check every night, I make sure everything's all locked up. Oh, because of that show. No, I just, I've always been like that, but yeah. now I really do it. Yeah. Like the other day when I, I was out the back and I saw someone come to the front door and then disappear, I'm like, 
Who'd you see? What was that? Dog was barking. And you're like, it's probably nobody. It's probably like mail or And There's no mail. Somebody came to the door. It's locked down. Who's coming to the door? <laughs> He's losing and I'm his still mind, like, guys. I'm still like, who was that? <laughs> I don't know if it was anyway. It might have been someone checking the water meter or the NBN guys. Nah, who knows? I know something. This is not that interesting for listeners. No, nah, well, <laughs> I'll just slow I've got something interesting then. Do you want me to go? Because I yes. got one. Fire away. Uh, this is a show on Apple Plus, TV Plus, Apple TV Plus, TV for apples. What is happening here? Uh, it's called Ted Lasso or Lasso. I don't know how you say it, depending <laughs> where you're from. Uh, it stars Jason Sudeikis. Do you know him? No. He's, you'd know him if you saw him. Uh, Hannah Waddingham, mm-hmm. Juno Temple, Brendan Hunt, Brett Goldstein, among others. And it's about a small-time football coach, guy from the US. He, t- he coaches like um, – college college football and he has this like incredible dream run and he's got this like he's got this uh he's kind of this long shot positive force of energy that's quite kind of what he's known for and then he's hired to coach a professional soccer team or football team as they say in England in England so despite having no experience in coaching soccer at all and never even having seen it and not knowing any of the rules he's he takes on this job but it turns out that the owner who brought him over, she only brought him over because she inherited the club from her husband who was cheating on her for years and she just wants to destroy it. So that's why she's hired this guy. She's like, he loves football so much, so I'm going to hire this like buffoon to like ruin it. <laughs> but here's the thing, like he he kind of brings this like, it's re- he's really well done because Jason Sudeikis is like, he could be quite quite crude and quite cutting and, you know, and quite, and quite funny, just funny in this, but he's this really wholesome, genuine kind of, southern charm kind of dude that comes in and he's got all those different players and people to contend with like one of the players because they're all sports stars one's like a narcissist and one's like a grizzled vet and one of them like is the guy who gets the towels but he gets picked on a lot by all the other ones and he just kind of systematically goes to all of them and tries to figure out like what's the thing that makes them tick how can i motivate them how can i better myself all these kinds of things and he slowly starts to win everybody over including like the general public who hate him because he's this American who doesn't know anything coming over to teach soccer. Do you know what I mean? Or coming over to coach soccer. It's wonderful, man. You should definitely check it out. It's really fun. It's that a blast. Awesome. Yeah. Mm. Where do you, where can you get Apple it? Apple Plus, which Apple we have because I got a phone, so we get it for a year. Excellent. Again, as I say every time with Apple Plus, I wouldn't buy it otherwise, but I have it. And every now and every like three months, I'm like, oh, yeah. That's a thing. <laughs> That's, That's a thing, good. yeah. So, and what's it called? It's called Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. Oh, Lasso. All right, that sounds it. great. It's great. It's really great. And it, so it's, I think now it's weekly. So there's been three and there's going to be one this weekend and then. And it's whatever. free. You don't have to pay if for you've it got Apple, Apple Plus. If you've got, if you've got Apple got Plus, a, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it's cool. All right, really I'm cool. totally into that. Get into it. Get into it, mate. Get it up here. All right, well, that's the end of Is the it? show. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, should no, I be- we've hit the end. Well, finally, Thanks I feel. Thanks the Lord. Do you want me to bring up the reviews for the week? Yes, certainly, cool. sir. Cool, I've got one right you here. You do that while I bring up the old emailies. Great. This is from Six Simple says, a nice couple that I don't want to strangle. <laughs> uh, five stars. You can do that in app. Did you know that? In app. Five stars. Bang it out. This is a great podcast. It's like having a dinner party with a couple that doesn't make you want to gouge out your eyes. Uh, warning, sometimes they talk about vaginas. Gross. That's on you, though. That's not on me, if anything. So what a lovely review. And thank you to all the people who review. It really helps us out. Oh, Podcasts, nice. there's a million, billion. I went on uh, Podbay. This is where I get the reviews from often. Ah, yes, the old and there's like Bay. It's like search for a podcast. There's like 18 million podcasts on there. Oh, my so, God. So uh, it's pretty. Like legitimately 18 million. Yeah, that's what it says. Jesus. And that's only the ones through this. It's not including like oh others. God. So. 
Um, Imagine, because when you started the old Weekly Planet, your less successful podcast. How dare you? Go ah, on. Yeah. Got him. Uh, how many podcasts do you reckon were out there? Oh, there was tapes. There was still, there would have been thousands at that yeah, point. Yeah, but not millions. Yeah. I, I think Do we started reckon? a really good time. What I, yeah, what I don't like, and I've talked about this before, I'm sure, but I don't like how they're dominated by like celebrities now, which mm-hmm. is fine for me. Like, what do I care? Our one goes along. We've got an audience and, you know, it grows or doesn't. I have no idea. I should look at it all. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's, it, must, it would be harder. Like if you're not like, guess what? I'm a comedian or guess what? I have a TV show and I'm, I also do a podcast and now with lockdown, there's probably even more, you know, it's hard, it's harder and harder. I feel so I'm not saying I'm not trying to discourage people from doing it. You should absolutely do it. But, yeah, um, for but sure. I don't but like it's harder. How I they're guess... like, this celebrity is reinventing podcasts. It's like, are they? Yeah. Like they started no. in like 2006. The thing that really gets me the most is radio stations have now all come on board yeah. and they think they know podcasting because they take their radio show and they put it online as a digital they version know jack of the show. Shit. And look, that's a legitimate way of listening to a radio show, obviously. But the a podcast is just so much broader and deeper than that. Yeah. And I mean, we talk for half an hour, well, a bit longer today mm. on a podcast, but some of the craft that goes into podcasts that people make. I mean, not now, us, but yeah. Others. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, I mean. Yeah. Not yeah. us. I mean, we're just talking, but I just think it's so much, and it's so different to yeah. a medium on the radio. You just, it's just the subject matter is so much deeper and you can just build such a wonderful connection with the, the audience and, um, the hosts that you listen to. I don't know. And so that just annoys me that radio radio stations are like, we know podcasting. We put oh. our radio show And every time we like podcast. associate, because we every now and then like a radio will contact us and be like, why don't you come in and teach us about podcasting? <laughs> Whatever it's like, <laughs> you can figure it out. You'll be right. Don't even worry yeah, about you've it. got all the money yeah. and all the dollary dues. Don't you just put up another fucking billboard? You'll be right. <laughs> Whoa, zing a link. All right. I've got an email because talking about listeners and hosts and all the peeps, we love it when you write to us. Thank you so much. We're all about for community engagement. We bloody Artificial are. or not. Oh, no. <laughs> um, and so if you want to write to the show with a suggestion, you can email it at suggestiblepod at gmail.com, just like Georgia Day has. Hi, Claire and James, an explanation. I listened to Suggestible right before bed last week and dreamt I was mo- helping you move house. Oh. Yeah. This is why, because her subject matter for the email is tasty walls. Claire <laughs> it's got- like a Willy Wonka thing. Yeah. And that's what I thought as yeah. well. It's like, mmm, blueberry. Um, Claire got stressed and licked a wall. Yes, that is licked and not kicked. <laughs> so that's the deal with the clickbait subject line. I wonder why I was licking walls in her dream. Crazy. That's also- up to her. That's not up to you. You know what I mean? That's on her subconscious. That is on her. Yes. All right. So anyway, thanks for the many suggestibles and good banter over the past few months. I've started reading Dark Emu, which Claire recommended a thousand episodes ago, and it's fascinating. As a Brit, our national curriculum somehow just skips all of the horrific colonial history. So it's really good to hit to read um, this sort of stuff and learn some new things. I totally agree. Um, and time for some suggestibles. I love suggestibles. Yeah. So for Claire, what we did in our holiday 2014, a lighthearted comedy with David Tennant and Rosamund Pike. Have you seen uh, this? What was it? So it's called? Um, uh, what we did on our holiday. I have, I've seen, I haven't seen it, but I know what this is. And I've been, cause he's like a celebrity or something. No, yeah, wait, it's about, that... no, it's about taking the kids to see their granddad I do and trying to hide their impending divorce from the extended family. Yeah. I love David Tennant. Speaking of someone as a celebrity who does a podcast, I actually really like David Tennant. Oh yeah. I'm not saying celebrities shouldn't do stuff. No, no, <laughs> not at all. And especially yeah. David Tennant. Cause he's a delight. It's a delight. Um, 
Yeah, she says it's funny, heartwarming, and the kid actors are genuinely brilliant. Also on uh, BBC iPlayer and probably other places. And the second one isn't so loud and breezy, American Son on Netflix. It's about a black woman who's trying to find out what happened to her son after hearing he was in a traffic stop. And it's an excellently written 90-minute film. It's Ah. basically a masterclass of screenwriting and there's only four characters and it takes place in a single room in a police station. Like a bottle episode. Yeah, moving, Mm. harrowing, poignant, and the acting is world class. Keep up the good work, mates. Georgia T. Day. Great stuff. Thank you, Georgia T. Yeah. Day. Plus she said, P.S., there's a man in my ham sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Explain that reference. That's from a Howdy Donner skit. It's one of my favourites. It's called The School Nurse. It's hilarious. It's really funny. They're, they come in with different bizarre ailments and yeah. uh, it's just really funny. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. Uh, all right. That's it. That's it, I think. It's all it. Next week, I it's guess we'll talk about Dear John, season two, Dirty John, whatever it's yeah, called. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. It's so depressing. I just, I can't be deal- I can't be watching any it's of this dark more, content. It's definitely more kind of ambiguous in terms of, I mean, it, he's a, the guy's like a bastard. Like that's evident. Yeah. But there's some things that you're like, oh, why are you doing that? Like you're ruining everything for like your family. Like, and, and yourself. I mean, he, and- I mean, obviously we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it yeah. next week. Yeah. It's, but it's, it's an in- interesting look at a crime. It is, there's yeah. been a few iterations of that particular crime story. Yes. And it's, it's interesting because it seems like it has had ramifications for similar cases since, which I find really fascinating as well. Mm-hmm. So um, anyway, I guess anyway, we'll, 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 talk we'll probably about talk about it next week, next but we week. might not. Yeah. All right. All right. So long. So oh, long. And uh, enjoy listening to Pastor by Angie McMahon through the wonders of Collings. Is Collings going to sing it, is he? Yeah, he will. Oh, my God. I know. I, you know what? Collings, I bet Collings could play guitar. He can bloody do everything. I bet it's like the one thing he can't do. So he spends like <laughs> the next 48 hours furiously learning to play guitar and he nails it. By the way, thank you so much, Collings. Thank you, Collings. And don't, always, learn, to play, don't learn to play guitar. Don't do it. <laughs> All right. See you guys. See ya. Air guitar counts, right? No, Claire. <laughs> no. Subculture though, you know. It's a subculture. It's a whole thing. Air cult. Air guitar. Yeah, yeah, it's a whole thing. Oh. Yeah. Well, there you go. I'm off to learn about air guitar. I'm not. Podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 